G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Miriam Ibrahim, she is the lady in Sudan who was sentenced to death by hanging uh, for being a Christian. In fact, uh, through all sorts of circumstances there under Sharia law as a Christian, uh, she was under really intense pressure. Uh, We were hearing Miriam's story yesterday because after being detained in prison, in shackles, and even having given birth to her uh, latest baby while in prison, uh, she was released yesterday. Yesterday. Well, the latest development is that she has been re-arrested. Uh, so to talk through what's happening, Joe from Open Doors, who is Open Doors Authority on those issues that are unfolding in Africa. Joe is joining us again. Hello, Joe. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, good morning. Joe, it was good news when we were talking about this yesterday, but uh, there is a new twist. She was at the airport trying to get out of the country and uh, in Sudan, and, and she's been rearrested. What's the latest? Well, um, at the moment, it seems that um, she has been detained because of her documents that she was traveling with. Um, they have decided to leave the country. Um, this was not advertised um, very widely, as can be understood. But the moment they got to the airport, they were um, detained by the security services and asked about the, the documents that they were using for travel. And um, after they've been interrogated for a few hours, they were released to the police. And we understand that um, she would be released on bail, but there's a lot of conflicting information about this. So we don't know really what, what the government is doing and wh- whether she would be charged So is for any crime. Is there a thought that she may not be allowed to leave the country? Because uh, yesterday we were talking about the safety issues for someone who had been Uh, sentenced to death by hanging, as was her case. And then, of course, she's been released by the courts. Uh, But there is often a issue then of safety for people who want to take the law into their own hands uh, in Islamic countries like Sudan. Is this one of those things? She may not be able to get out of the country very easily. Well, we're very thankful for the support that she's getting from um, U.S. diplomats in the country. um, And they are standing with her in this. We have been really worried about her safety and um, about the fact that family members who accused her in the first place threatened to um, to take this matter into their own hands. And they even told media this in, in the meantime. They said that they, they didn't realize that the verdict has been overturned and if they had known, they would have taken action. So we, we remain concerned for her safety. But um, we are very thankful that she is very closely monitored now and, and taken care of by the U.S. Embassy. So... And that's a very good thing. And I think what would happen is um, because of the political situation in the country, there there might be different factions and different things at work here. Um, this might be only a way to show the Sudanese um, society that the security services are not happy about the way that it's turned out. Um, observers don't really know what to make of this at the moment Um but that it is complicating her case and, and that it is frustrating her is clear. And, and I think this is part of a, a spiritual battle for her as well and, and to, to keep them 
really occupied with with this this whole um, with their fate and, and fearful of of the future. Um, I'm hopeful that they w- that the US would be able to work things out for her, but it might come at, um, with some frustration still for her. You were saying yesterday she's likely to be seeking asylum in the US, and obviously if she was yeah. going to be catching a plane to the US, that might have uh, showed that there was a certain amount of sympathy that was coming from the US. Uh, how hard do you think the US authorities are working to in fact get her out into safety? I think they're working very hard. Um, they have been, um, they've made announcements about this um, since yesterday, and, and they've been saying in the international community that they are monitoring this situation closely, and that the government of Sudan have um, assured them that Maryam is safe and, and that this will be worked out. But it, there is a lot of confusion around it, and, and um, I think this will be the challenge to really find out what would be the, the next move for her, what would be the best um, way to go ahead. The, the U.S. seems very um, adamant that, that they want to bring her out and that it will happen soon. Um, and we pray that, you know, there would be a softened heart on, on the side of the government and that they would allow her to travel with the temporary docu- documents that she has and that she will be able to go to the U.S. Um, this is an honor thing for, for, for Islam, and I think this is why they are trying. There are many people who would want the government to prevent this, but um, we are thankful that it has a lot of international attention and, and this is certainly helping her and, and we are hopeful that, that things will work out for Miriam but yeah it might take some time it might take longer than they had hoped. Joe, when you talk about this issue of honour uh, in the family and uh, I know we were talking yesterday about the way that uh, it appears to be that family were the ones who uh, in fact uh, set her up uh, into this search, six, uh, situation that she found herself in how important is it for women uh, to appreciate that uh, these issues faced by Islamic women are uh, so much different to what we face here in Australia. Yeah, it is. It is very different. Um, you know, we are so used to a lot of freedom and, and you know making choices. Um, under Islamic law, the children of, of, a, of a Muslim father um, are automatically Muslims, and they are forced to marry Muslim men. And this is where the whole problem started. Um, even the people that are accusing um, Miriam claim to be family, and she claims not to know them. So it is a very complicated thing, and, and we don't really know what the family relationship is. And, and also in societies where there is more than one wife very often, you know, these sorts of situations are um, unusual for us. We, know, we, we don't really understand this sort of thing in, in our society, but it is very common in those societies. And um, it would be very hard for her because, because she's a woman. Um, she has very low standing in Islamic law, and she has very little... Um, freedom to make her own choices, um, and she can't even say that she that she has chosen to to be a Christian, and this has been the result for her. But um, on the lower court level, she was found guilty, but the the appeals court found um, you know found her innocent of those charges. So it is a bit of a difficult situation in a Sudan in the Sudanese society because it, they have a constitution, but there's also the Sharia law complication, and and how to marry those two things in a society is what often complicates things for Christians, and it, it makes it very difficult to live your life because it's very unexpected. You know, you don't know what to expect next, and and this is what the things that that they as a family would have faced, um, and and that Christians continue to face in Sudan. Um, you know, even after Maryam's freedom and and she's allowed to go. There is a great community of Christians who remain um, behind in, in Sudan who would continue to face these pressures and who would continue to face these confusing um, application of the law um, and, and a lot of pressure from the society in, in general for Sharia law to be um, practiced to the letter. 
um, in the society. And this brings a lot of tension. And, and for women particularly, you know, for every for all Christians it's difficult, for, but for women in particular, they have very few rights in, in those societies. Certainly a time to be in prayer for this lady, uh, Maryam Ibrahim. Uh, funny to say it like this, uh, Joe, but... Uh, interested in your thoughts, uh, she went from prison to what was a safe house when she was released from prison. Uh, safe house obviously meaning a secret place because her uh, physical uh, uh, person was in danger. Uh, now that she has been apprehended at the airport and uh, people know where she is, does that put her at even more risk? Well, I'm not sure that people know where she is. I think um, the U.S. would stay very um, closely involved and and protecting her. I would be very surprised if she would be allowed to go back home and that people would just have general access to her. That would be very irresponsible if they did that. I I think she would be well taken care of by the U.S. who would understand the the local dangers and, and the local complications this holds for them. Well, I'll point people to the Open Doors website where you'll be able to get some more information about what's been happening with Miriam Ibrahim. Uh, Open Doors website, of course, opendoors.org.au. And Joe from Open Doors is Open Doors Authority when it comes to the issues that are unfolding in Africa. And Joe, great getting your input and I really appreciate your being with us again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.